everybody, I just wanted to take a minute and thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure you leave a like and a review on whatever podcast platform you're getting this from. Watch my daily radio shows live stream on rumble.com slash Casey the host. And I'm moving away from Facebook onto Telegram. So please follow me on Telegram at Casey the host. And of course, my website, which is a conservative news aggregator. You can get all of the best real news every single day, plus my daily show prep podcast videos and more, theburningtruth.us. And if you like knives, Kydex holsters, pepper spray, and hidden cameras, make sure you do your shopping at asdefense.com. Enjoy the show. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Don't forget, you can watch the live stream by going to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Something happened yesterday. Realnewsmichiana.com posted video of a parent being arrested at the school board meeting at Penares Madison. Uh, they had requested to have some extra time to continue to make their, their case. They were arrested as a result. We've also got some breaking news from just a few moments ago. And that individual, Andy Rutten, is joining us right now. Andy, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Yeah, hi, Casey. All right, so let's let's just kind of back up, start with what happened at the meeting last night. We'll get into your history with the school board, and then we'll get into what just broke this afternoon involving all of this. So you're giving a presentation. You, you generally have three minutes, correct? And you were presenting about the, the proposed tax hike. Yeah. Yeah, for for uh, normal school board uh, speaking time, uh, three minutes is convention. Uh, but this tax hike agenda, this this you know bond issuance tax hike agenda, um, that's a state mandated requirement. There's there's quite a bit of extensive requirements that go with that. So it really goes beyond the local uh, Penn Harris Madison school board policy. Okay, and you had requested more time to be able to present that. They denied that, and at that point, we we get into a situation where you know you're being asked to sit down leave and then ultimately you're escorted out by an officer is that correct yes and who was the individual who was asking you a question in the middle of your time uh well actually i believe that i asked him a question okay uh he would be the uh the head accountant or treasurer for penn harris madison his name is jerry hawkins okay and the question that i had posed to him was that there was a large increase in the amount of uh, facility improvement project from late last summer till now, and I just wanted to understand why that was. Okay. Now, because I was looking at that, and I wasn't sure. I thought he had asked you a question, but I guess since you asked him, but I was counting about 30 seconds, about half a minute or so that you were having that exchange with him. And then before you came back, before your full three minutes was up, they had said your time, it was a few seconds beforehand, your time was up and that you could not continue. I, I felt that the very least they probably should have given you that 30 seconds but didn't other people go over the three minute talk limit yesterday too i hear that several people did um you know i'm, I'm not really sure uh it's it's not all that uncommon to go at least a few seconds over the time sometimes they're not as as strict on it i mean i i can recall a time where a parent spoke for seven minutes um there was engagement uh to get her to to stop talking about something but yeah spoke for seven minutes and had no problems with that okay so she wasn't dragged away and arrested? No. Okay. Now, again, you were asked to sit down. You were given the option. Got to, you know, be devil's advocate here. You were asked, uh, you know, to, to stop speaking, to go sit down. You refused to do so. As a result, the officer did to take you into custody. What were you charged with, if anything? Uh, it would be uh, <clears throat> criminal trespassing is what they uh, charged me with. 
Okay. And then you were released, what, that night or you were released this morning? Uh, that night, last okay. night. Okay. And what I find interesting about this is that we have a history, obviously, at Penn Harris Madison School Board, people going overtime. I hear that several people went overtime yesterday. Your time, I believe, was cut at least a few seconds short. Uh, you can certainly get into the debate about you asking that question in the, the half a minute that it took there. But the mm-hmm. way that you were treated, I think, is undeniably different than other parents were treated at that school board meeting versus other school board meetings in similar circumstances. And then we find out, of course, that you're one of the people responsible for exposing the superintendent's advisory council being held in secret violated state law. Is that correct? Yes. So do you think the way that they were treating you yesterday and restricting your time and then ultimately charging you with criminal trespass was related to your exposing of the the SAC committee not adhering to state law? Do you think that there's a connection there? Um, I mean, that's that's a tough question to answer. Uh, I, I would say that Penn was very aggressive in moving through this important bond hearing, bond issuance hearing uh, for raising property taxes, and especially with me. Uh, they they know that I tend to be very detail-oriented. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that they are very familiar with who I am and how I talk and what I what I bring to uh, speaking. Okay, since you didn't get to do your full presentation yesterday, what is it that you didn't get to present to the school board that people listening right now who might be affected by by this tax hike? What do you think that they should know? Well, uh, the first thing is I asked to be able to present all of my concerns initially when I started talking. Um, This was in response to Board President Riley asking that all patrons stick to a three-minute limit. Um, So I I feel that uh, President Riley um, was understanding right up front that I wanted to get through. And it's just one page of bullet point. It's a large font, so it makes it easy to read. Uh, Six concerns. I think I got through the first three. The first one was discussing how the proposed plan that Penn is giving will raise property taxes for the whole community by about 5.6%, even though Penn had in February denied that the plan raised any taxes. They denied it in writing. Right, which we've seen from school districts locally and all over the country. They always deny that it's going to be a tax hike, but it always is a tax hike. Yep. And, and I, I don't know how, how easy it was to see, but I showed a copy of that denial in the board hearing. Okay. Uh, the the second concern was uh, talking about that that sharp increase in the capital improvements plan that was approved last August. It increased from three and a half million to seventeen point four million, which is what they're asking uh, bonds for. And I just wanted to understand why there was such a, a sharp increase. They have not disclosed what individual projects are being done. They've disclosed how much money is being spent per school, but they haven't yet disclosed publicly what's actually going to be done at each school. Okay. Uh, the the third bullet point, uh, I, this one might have been uh, where they started to interfere uh, to ask me to sit down, but uh, that $17.4 million in bonds that they're asking for, that represents the maximum allowed under the Indiana law that they cited for this uh, public hearing. That would be Indiana Code 6-1.1-20-3.1. Uh, it doesn't seem like a coincidence that it happens to be the maximum amount that they can that they can apply for under this particular law. I would assume and, that they were going to ask for the maximum, and if they get approved less, then it's 
going to be seen as a sigh of relief that at least they didn't get everything that they're asking for. They can do a public relations campaign on that, that sort of stuff. That's what I would assume. Yeah, that, that, that would be reasonable. Um, I, I heard that they approved the resolution. I was gone, unfortunately, so I didn't get to witness it. Uh, that $17.4 million, you know, I think that's actually more, slightly more than the legal threshold allowed with the state of Indiana for the Penn School District. I, I was going to bring that up, but that's that's when I got cut off. I was going to ask if that was going to be a problem or not. Okay. And at that point, uh, that's when they started, you know, your time is up. You have to sit down in spite of this half a minute or so discussion that you were having with the the uh, the accountant. So this yeah. is, you know, and then, of course, you've got and I, I've seen your, your bullet points. I mean, you know, it's kind enough. Somebody sent it to me. So I was able to see what is actually in there. I mean, this is not like you were going up there and trying to read a novel. You know, you've uh, you've taken a couple of minutes. You've gone through the first three here. It didn't take you very long to get through the first three there. You got you got three more bullet points on this, though. And then we've got some stuff that developed today. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, Andy, could you do me a favor? Would you hold over through the commercial break? We'll have you finish your presentation that you didn't get to do to the school board yesterday, and then we'll tell everybody what happened today that is an update to the story. Is that okay? Yep. Sounds good. All right. I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold, and we'll be back with Andy Rutten. Again, he is the parent who was arrested at the school board meeting at Penhurst Madison yesterday. More of that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Friendly reminder, you can watch the live stream, if you prefer, at rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Joining us on the line is, can you uh, screen it? When I hit it on hold, I guess you have to rescreen it. Sorry, we're still playing with the new call screen. Uh, We have Andy Rutten, who is arrested at the Penhurst Madison School Board meeting last night uh, because he requested some more time. And he didn't like that. He also happens to be the individual that exposed that Penn Harris Madison was breaking the law when they had the superintendent advisory committee meetings, which they argued were allowed to be held in secret because they were appointed by the superintendent and not an elected body. Of course, the state has said that that is not true. That is illegal. They've had to open those meetings up to the public now. Um, And then there's a development that happened today as well. But Andy, you went over the first three points of your presentation that uh, right where they cut you off and then, of course, escorted you out of the building, charged you with criminal trespass. What were the other three bullet points that you wanted to bring up at the school board meeting last night that you were not able to do so? Okay. Um, so the fourth one, uh, so now these are the ones that I didn't get to before uh, Before I was asked to, to sit down. Um, Penn Harris Madison, they're currently transferring approximately $9 million in education funds to the operations facility fund. In addition to asking for $17.4 million in more proceeds, the other that's $26.4 million. This, this is actually more than how much normal revenue they get to run their operation each year. So I, that was just going to be a concern that I had that, you know, they're, they're, you know, taken away from education funds in order to improve facilities. Uh, the fifth item is noting that both the $9 million education funds and the $17.4 million in bond proceeds will intermix with the funds that Penn uses to pay its administrative staff compensation. Indiana law does not prevent this. Okay. That's interesting. All right. What's the, the, go, well, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. And uh, the final bullet point was just to note that some of the information that I think was required to be presented at this hearing was not, and I believe required by the Indiana state law that I cited earlier. This is 
common sense uh, metrics, financial metrics, that essentially a debt to income ratios. I mean, we all have to deal with these kind of metrics anytime we get a, a mortgage or a loan. Indiana law was very clear that these, these this kind of information needed to be a part of the formal hearing, and I didn't see it. So in your view, Penn Harris Madison is once again violating state law. And you've already exposed them violating state law once previously, which seems to be why they treated you so harshly yesterday and ultimately leading to your arrest. So you you think that they're continuing to break the law and you're sitting there kind of exposing it. And that's why you're being treated, well, in a fashion that they're not treating any of the other parents. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Okay. now what happened to you today? Because something broke right before this show started. So what happened today? They uh, they had delivered a advisement directing me not to uh, trespass on Tim Harris Madison school property. So you've been basically 86 off of their property? Yeah. Yeah, it seems that's that's what they're what they're demanding. But you have a, a child in Penn Harris Madison schools now, correct? Yes. So they're basically saying that you can't go to any school functions, you can't pick your kid up, you can't drop your kid off, you're not allowed to go to Penn Harris property, period. Yes, that's that's what they're saying. Why? Because you wanted to talk more than 3 minutes? That's their justification for this? Uh, I think that it was delivered by the head of security at Penn Harris Madison and I I think that they're interpreting that I'm now a threat to the operation of the school system. So how many times did you threaten the safety and welfare of the school board last night? None. How many times did you threaten the safety and welfare of the officer taking you into custody? None. Did you use any physical violence or resist in any way? No, no. In fact, I was quite passive. Did you in any way threaten the school with payback or recompense for how you're being treated yesterday at the school board meeting? No, no. In fact, uh, you know, I just continue to try to, to work with my son's school to strengthen the school. So your sole crime is that you wanted to speak longer than three minutes, which they allow people to do with regularity at the Penn Harris Madison school board meetings, and you have been essentially banned from going to any Penn Harris Madison property for the foreseeable future as a result of this while you have a student in school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this doesn't at all seem like you're being targeted for what you've done in the past, which it, all you've done is expose that Penn Harris Madison did in fact break the law. And now you're concerned that they might be continuing to break the law. And as a result, you're not allowed to go onto school property. Yeah. And then, you know, it just makes it all the harder for me to have an open and transparent dialogue with my son's school to observe what they're doing in formal meetings. Uh, the uh, the last SAC meeting, based on that, that prior uh, complaint, that was last week, and there's no more for the school year. But if there had been another one, then not only would I have found that Penn was breaking the law regarding uh, not having their meetings open to the public, but now they could counter and say, well, but I still can't attend because now they got this, uh, you know, no trespassing demand yeah, issued and, to me. And this no trespassing demand includes school board meetings, SAC meetings, everything else, correct? It's not just yeah. going to the school itself. Everything on school property. So about the only thing I can do would be to walk down the sidewalk in the public right away. So, Andy, I, I, I have to ask, I know it's only been, you know, half a day, roughly, well, almost 24 hours, but, I mean, it has... Have you considered legal counsel? Have you considered any next steps at this point in time? Yeah, 
you know, I've been I've been thinking about that. I'm I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I'm I'm actually uh, an engineer by trade. So you know, some of the legal stuff is is a little hard to understand. Uh, but yeah, I do feel that not only is Penn might be breaking the law again, but now they're violating my right as a citizen in the Penn community. Do you think that this because of these these types of actions and that they're clearly targeting you? And do you think that this proves that Chris Riley should probably be stripped of his position as the the president of the school board? I, I think if the uh, yeah if the if the board yeah I think that I think that Chris Riley overreacted towards me. He could have been more patient as he has been in the past, and I've even expressed appreciation in the past when he has been patient. So I think he did overreact. I think it would be fair if the remaining board members decided that he overreacted here. Um, well, Andy, I'll tell you what we're we're on a hard break. I appreciate the time. I know that this is something that was unexpected for you, and we, we talked earlier, and you making the time today and being able to come on. I appreciate that. I wish you the best of luck. If there's any developments, please don't hesitate. Contact me, okay? Yeah, will do. All hey, right. Thanks for uh, talking with me, Casey. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Again, uh, there, there you have it. Uh, breaking news. Andy Rutten, who is the parent who was arrested at the school board meeting at Penn Harris-Madison yesterday for just wanting to go over three minutes, um, who had previously exposed illegal behavior by Penn Harris-Madison, thinks that there might be continuing illegal behavior. And now he's been served with a no trespass order, so he can't attend any Penn Harris Madison functions at all. Yeah, that doesn't at all, not at all, seem like it's a targeted effort to uh, to go after somebody who's already exposed their illegal activity in the past. MNC News Time is three thirty-two. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. Well, I have to ask this question. I think that this is only a, a fair question to ask. Uh, under what? possible circumstances do they deem Andy Rutten, who you just heard on this show, a threat in any way, shape, or form to Penn Harris Madison faculty or student body? What has he done that could possibly make them think that he is a credible threat and needs to be banned from Penn Harris Madison property? All he's all he's done, uh, let's just let's just say, when you watch the video, I mean look, you can clearly see that Andy Rutten doesn't want to sit down uh, and doesn't want to doesn't want to yield his time. Uh and, and I I can understand some people looking at this and going, well, he refused to sit down. I, I Okay, fair enough. Does that warrant him being arrested? Maybe escorted out of the building. Does it warrant him being arrested? Does it warrant him being charged with trespass? Is that something that they routinely would do for everybody? We know that that's not the case with the Penn Harris Madison board. So why did they treat him in a fashion that they do not treat other people? In other words, why aren't they enforcing the rules equally for everybody who speaks? And the answer to that, I think, is that he exposed that they were breaking the law with the superintendent advisory committee. He's responsible for that. That's a story we've covered for months. He's the one that exposed that. So they're clearly targeting him. And because he thinks that they might be breaking the law now, and I don't know specifically if they are, he thinks that they might be, all of a sudden they don't want him around anymore. They don't want him at the school board meetings. They don't want him to go to any of the SAC committee meetings, uh, even though there's no more this year, but they don't want him to do that. But what is the reason for keeping him away from dropping his child off or picking his child up for school or attending a school function with his kid? What's the what's the reasoning behind that? What possible safety concerns could they have? Because I haven't seen any. So you have to start asking yourself some questions here. Why is it that Penn Harris Madison who has already been caught numerous times lying to you. Why is it that they do not want this guy to go to any of these meetings? Why why is it they don't want him around? If you watch the video, if somebody is going to show the worst part of their nature, they're going to do it when a police officer is arresting them. Go watch the video. RealNewsMichiana.com has it. TheBurningTruth.us has it. Go watch the video and tell me if that isn't a guy who was passively taken into custody, did not resist, was polite to the officer. Tell me that that person that you just saw there is a credible risk to the safety and welfare of anybody at a Penn Harris Madison facility. Now, 
Why is it that other people who have spoken for more than double their time haven't been given a no trespass order? You know, that might be a good FOIA request, by the way. How many times... Has the school board requested somebody be barred from attending a school board meeting or going to any Penn Harris Madison facilities via a criminal trespass order? How many times has that happened? And who were those people and what was the reason behind that? That would be an interesting FOIA request, I think, for somebody to file. If anybody out there has the time to be filing these FOIA requests, I'd be interested to know. How many people they've actually 86 from Penn Harris Madison property for speaking at a school board meeting? I bet that list is really small. For those of you who are in the Penn District, you know, I get it. Some of you, because you know some of the people on the board, maybe you know Chris Riley himself, whatever. They're like, you know, hey, we, we slam drinks with this guy. He's totally cool. Okay, fine. Ask yourself a basic question. Even if you believe that Andy Rutten should have been removed from the building last night because he was trying to go over his time, even if you believe that, what's the reason to ban him from any Penn facility? What logic exists there? There aren't any. No logical person could look at this and go, this is a person who deserves to be barred from the property. Typically, when you issue these no trespass orders, I mean, they're for safety risks, repeat violators, vandalism, people who are destructive to school property or a threat to school personnel or student personnel. I know it's not personnel, but, you know, students. So why is it that this guy has been given this order? Honestly, what's the reasoning behind that? You know, all of this emanates from the school board. The school board who's caught, once again, lying to you before. Superintendent has been caught lying to you about critical race theory and SEL and various other things repeated lied to you about this the superintendent advisory council committee whatever it is lied to you about the sack Okay. Lied to you about all of this stuff. I wonder if Penaris Madison, because you know I do like my school funding numbers. I wonder if Penaris Madison, uh, in asking for this tax increase, has pointed out to everybody that they get, on average, $700 more per pupil than the state average in funding. Have they mentioned that to anybody? When they've gone to your houses, your businesses or whatever, and, and asked for your support in raising taxes for PHM schools, have they mentioned? And, and for the record, they get a lot less money than than far worse school districts, and, and they have a, a much higher uh, student-teacher ratio than many worse school districts. Penhurst Madison has always been an example of how you can do things on a budget, but they still get paid about $700 more per student than the state average in Indiana. Considering the property values in the Penn District, those are some questions that some of you in the PHM District need to start asking. Why is it that after repeatedly getting caught lying, breaking the law, getting exposed for breaking the law, getting admonished by the state of Indiana for breaking that law, and then all of a sudden the person who exposed them for doing that thinks that they might be breaking the law again, whether they're right or wrong, they have a right to make that case. And now that person has been 86 from any pen property when that person hasn't expressed any credible dangerous behavior whatsoever. Why do you think that is? If you can sit there with a straight face and say that this is not targeted against Andy Rutten for what he has done in the past and what he might do in the future by exposing what PHM is doing, you're a silly individual. There is no doubt that this is direct and targeted harassment of this guy. Why? Because he's doing his responsibility as as a concerned parent and citizen, and that he's exposed that the superintendent was trying to push things like critical race theory on your kids without parents being able to know about it because he didn't want your responses, didn't want you to go to the school board and complain about it. This is the same PHM. How many times have we done stories about PHM lying to you over the past couple of years? How many times? There is a complete and total leadership change that is desperately needed in that school district. And I know it's not alone, but of the school districts in this area, Penn was the most respected, and now they're not. And at the end of the day, if you're in the Penn district, you have to sit there and you have to you have to think about what the future of that district is going to look like, because that's the truth. People used to move to the Penn district because they wanted their kids to be in Penn. 
Now they're actively moving out of the Penn District because they want their kids away from it. Are you, as somebody in that district, satisfied with the behavior of the school board and the superintendent and some of the faculty and staff in Penn Harris Madison who have done some of these awful things to your kids, anti-science, completely, completely flying in the face of any and all scientific logical reason whatsoever, breaking the law, getting admonished by the state for breaking the law, potentially lying to you about tax increases. They definitely lied to you about the tax increase, but whether or not that this other aspect of it that uh, Andy Rutten was talking about today actually breaks the law, I, I haven't seen enough of the evidence to make a determination either way, but he thinks that they are breaking the law. How much of that are you going to take as somebody in the Penn Harris Madison district? Because you're facing the very real possibility of a once fine and respected and celebrated school district, which was previously considered one of the best in the state of Indiana, turning into another cesspool like Elkhart Community Schools and South Bend Public Schools or South Bend School Corporation. I don't know that you want that. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. How great has Elon Musk been for Twitter? Let's go over just a couple of the things that have happened. I mean, first of all, if you've paid attention on Twitter, it's been hysterical watching people collectively lose their minds. But beyond that, um, I, I think the craziest thing that I, I had was when Tony Kinnett yesterday posted that he was on an airplane. Our friend Tony Kinnett from Indianapolis from uh, Chalkboard Review. He was on an airplane. Somebody jumped up as the as the story broke and said, Elon Musk won't buy us. And started yelling on the plane. Uh, <laughs> I think that's probably the funniest thing. But let's let's go over just some of the things that have actually happened since Elon Musk bought Twitter. You ready for this? Tucker Carlson's account was reinstated. Mark Levin has returned to Twitter. Okay. Sir Michael Caine has gone back to Twitter. There's several other people who have now, once again, gone back to Twitter. And then you have Sean King. Now, some of you don't know who Sean King is, and that's okay. Sean King used to be super popular in the social justice movement. Sean King is a guy who pretends to be black, but he's white. And for many years, he was one of those individuals who's out there, you know, shrilling for BLM and prior to BLM, you know, Occupy and various other things. And uh, then it was exposed that he was actually a pasty white guy who was pretending to not be a white guy. He was one of three or four of the, the big names in the early uh, social justice, modern social justice movement who got exposed for pretending to be a different race. Uh, Somehow he's weathered the storm and is still accepted in many circles, but he deleted his Twitter account. So you got Tucker Carlson, Mark Levin, Michael Caine back on Twitter, and you got a pasty white guy pretending to not be a pasty white guy off of Twitter. If you ask me, that's a win. That could very well be worth the $44 billion just to have what happened in the past 24 hours. That's all in the past 24 hours hours. I know that uh, Mark Levin was just on Fox News about 10 minutes ago talking about it. I don't know what he had to say. I didn't, wasn't able to listen to the segment, but I mean, just honestly, this <laughs> just the fact that this is happening. I did get a sad post on the uh, the Discord server today, though, as some people posted that Mick Foley, who we've had on the show, love Mick Foley, you know, known as Mankind, Cactus Jack for you wrestling fans. Uh, he says that he's concerned about the direction of Twitter and he might leave. Who knew? I always knew he leaned a little left, but he's always just been a super nice, reasonable likable guy that just gets along with everybody so this is a little little dangerous uh, a little bit later on we're going to get into what msnbc actually said i mean they had they had the i don't know if it's just a lack of self-awareness i'm going to choose to believe that's it <laughs> or if they're just horrendously dishonest i don't know but msnbc had this hysterical moment earlier this week i don't know if it was from yesterday i think it was but we'll play it for you a little bit later on in the show where they were really upset about uh, elon musk buying twitter and everything that could happen but just really really funny all right go to rum 
rumble.com slash Casey the host. Rumble.com slash Casey the host. Again, hit that subscribe button. We'd uh, really appreciate that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, there's a credit card company. Now, this new credit card company says that they want to counter woke banks. We'll talk about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Again, rumble.com slash Casey the host, theburningtruth.us. You can read the article about the uh, the arrest of that parent and even watch the video there if you want to or realnewsmichiana.com. Yeah, the live stream crowd is asking me if we're going to be talking about Rust and Alec Baldwin today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sheriff's Department releasing tons of video today. Doesn't look good for Alec Baldwin, folks. Does not look good for him at all. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. Also, I also want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. Okay, I want to go across the border. Not because of anything awesome. I just want to do a news story from across the border. Uh, i got to go up to Canada, eh? Uh, where I hear the root beer is great, fantastic, and wonderful. The beer, not so much, but the hockey is also good. So if you go to Canada, the Toronto Zoo, they have a zoo in Toronto. Okay, so they have a zoo in Toronto. I am, uh, you need to understand something. I'm about to tell you something that and she's already shaking her head at me because Alyssa's mad at me for correctly pronouncing the, the name of Canada. Okay. I'm telling you right now, what I'm about to tell you is real. And I feel like I have, I have to give that disclaimer because there is no way on earth you're going to believe what I'm about to say is a real story. Not possible. Okay. But it is a hundred percent real. <clears throat> the Toronto Zoo is claiming that its animals have a choice in whether or not the animals get a COVID vaccine. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Now here, here's hold on a second, okay? Because don't pull off the side of the road, all right? This is a real story. The Toronto Zoo. <laughs> I you should have seen me wet myself when I read this story last night. Oh my god. Okay, so the the, the Toronto Zoo. Okay, is claiming that its animals have a choice in whether or not they get the COVID vaccine, and they're choosing to get it to save all of you. <sighs> all right, I can do this. I can get through this. I can get through this story. The zoo is using Zotus, which is a coronavirus vaccine made for animals, according to the Canadian TV station CP24. These are, I am quoting now, <clears throat> this is the Toronto Zoo CEO, Dolph De Jong. Sounds reputable. These are voluntary inoculations. The animals choose to come over and interact with the animal care staff and then are delivered the vaccine. <clears throat> <laughs> some days they participate, some days they don't. <laughs> so so we'll keep working at it until we can get all 120 inoculated. Uh, <laughs> I Look, I already know it's coming. You're all going to tell me that this is a bunch of crap. This is a real story, okay? <clears throat> uh, the, <laughs> the zoo video shows that animals have been, and I quote now, trained to participate voluntarily in their own health care. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> uh, <laughs> How do you train something to voluntarily do anything? That's the point of training. Uh, <laughs> oh God! I have five more minutes. I I can't <laughs> I can't get through this. Okay, we'll try. We'll try. The zoo worker in the video said that the animals have been trained to voluntarily present an area of the body for a pretend poke by giving the animal a treat. Pavloving the animals is not voluntary inoculation. Why are we asking the animals their opinion anyway? Is the Toronto Zoo run by PETA? No, of course it's not run by PETA because the animals would have been executed by now. All right, when animals come for
for come by for another treat, they will be considered enough consent for the zoo. So they get a treat, and if they come back for another treat, and what could possibly be the motivation for them coming back for a second treat, that's considered consent. I feel like it's my duty at this point in time to to highlight for everybody that particularly in the French quarters of Canada, there is of particular concern about intimate relations with animals, um, and you know, out in the prairie. And could they use this defense in the court? I'm just I'm asking questions, okay? Could they use this defense in court? Well, the animal came by the first time, and I didn't rape them. But then they came by a second time, and that was consent. The Toronto Zoo says so. Look it up. I'm just floating the idea, ladies and gentlemen. Not all of Canada, just certain pockets of Canada. Like all of Afghanistan, but certain pockets of Canada. The zoo video says that by giving the animal the option to participate in their own health care... <laughs> It allows us to mon- I can't do this. It allows us to monitor their health more closely and efficiently without causing any undue stress. <clears throat> In a news release, the zoo said voluntary positive reinforcement training is something the wildlife care staff have been working on with their animals for many years and has been an integral step in ensuring the vaccine rollout results in minimal stress and disruption to the animals routines. OK, ah, another quote. Many of the animals willingly present an area of the body, such as an arm or a tail, as part of their regular training exercises with their trusted keepers. And I'm sure the animal knows that they're about to get stuck with a knee when they do and not get that delicious treat with desirable treats often used as a reward for their participation the zoo said the animals are not forced to do what their keepers want at any given moment really because i only see the animal not that it matters i don't care um you know give the shots to the stupid animals i whatever but here's the thing why you feel the need to have a press release and a whole news story about this is beyond me they're your prisoners you run the prison you can give them injections whenever they want and then they have to go perform for the people. That's how this works. I, I don't know why this is so hard. The zoo said the animals are not forced to do what their keepers want at any given moment. Right. It, it, do they consent to the treat or do they consent to the shot? Which one do they consent to? A key component of these training sessions is that the animals always, always has a choice to participate in the training session or walk away and try again another time. Oh, so if the animal doesn't want to train, doesn't want to get a treat that day, they can just go off and do whatever they do. But if they do want to train and they do want a treat, then you get to stick them with a needle. See how that works? I don't know what this is going to do the dating game and the tinder profiles situation in in canadia but ladies i would be very very careful with who you go out on a date with this is not limited to just vaccines either oh many of the see Lisa laughed when i mentioned the uh intimate relations with the animals on the prairie thought that i was going too, too far but they they now are saying okay they are saying that this is not just limited to vaccines see what i mean many of the animals are happy to participate in regular x-rays blood draws and hoof trimming which allow the keepers and veterinary teams to monitor their health regularly without causing the animals any undue stress okay um <clears throat> i i you know here's the thing i do the peak derp awards every single year i don't think that i need to get any more nominees i it, we're we're almost five months into this and i think we're set ladies and gentlemen i present the 2022 winner of the peak derp award i will be uh 3d printing that and mailing that off to the toronto zoo total idiocy yeah i just i i would love to see how this branches off into other forms of consent over at the zoo in toronto which i'm sure you're going to totally want to visit anytime soon we're coming up 95.3 mnc and good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel i'll be honest i i wasn't planning on taking a whole segment to do that but i just i couldn't stop laughing um, I, I did i sat there on the couch last night just laughing laughing hysterically when I found that story. All right, so we got to get into a credit card company. Now, this is a new credit card company that 
is designed for conservatives. Parallel economy. We've been talking about it for years on this show. Dan Bongino talks about it a lot on this radio station. Parallel economy. If they don't want you to participate in the economy, fine. Build a new one. Force them to have limited customer base. And eventually what they'll start to do is they'll start to, to you know, again, you got to damage them in the, in the wallets, folks. That's how you do it. Eventually they'll start to realize that their scorched earth policies don't work. Look at what's happening with Twitter right now. All of these leftists who never will leave Twitter, by the way, they're never going to leave Twitter, but they're all claiming that they're going to leave Twitter. Okay, cool. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to Parler? You're going to go to Gab? You're going to go to Getter? Truth Social? Telegram? All of these places that you've attacked for all of these years? They were built because you didn't allow basically diversity of opinion. It's really that simple. And as a result, now they're complaining just because Elon Musk wants to allow everybody to be able to say a piece. Okay. Uh, we'll go over a little bit later everything that Elon Musk has published that he wants to trade. Uh, not trade. Change. Sorry. I was, was reading. I was reading. Um, got distracted. Everything that he wants to change over at Twitter. But in the meantime, the banking issue is a real one. Now, we've got an alternative payment processor with a line pay. That's Bongino's company. That's great. That's fantastic. Guess what? Um, can't be incorporated to a lot of e-commerce systems right now. So we need somebody else to step up. Banks are a real issue. We've had a lot of conservative commentators and, and hosts and things like that run into issues with their bank, mortgages, loans, bank accounts getting shut down, that sort of thing. So there needs to be a bank. There needs to be a credit card system. Something in place so that you're not going to be targeted simply for having the views that you have. So a credit card company, this is the Washington Free Beacon, a credit card company launching today will allow cardholders to funnel cash to conservative causes in an attempt to push back on a woke corporate culture that has seen banks funnel billions to causes like Black Lives Matter, who now only has $19,000 in their bank account. Where did the millions of dollars go? Oh, that's right. Their pocketbook, personal real estate, expensive cars, a communist party mansion in Canada. True story. Well, Coin, C-O-I-G-N, Coin, whose advisory team includes former Republican Senator Cory Gardner, Colorado, is eschewing those politics instead, allowing cardholders to cast votes on which charities receive their merchant fees. To many corporations, or too many corporations, T-O-O, too many corporations are investing their customers' money in political and social priorities that align with their executives, not the user. The media and the left's agenda. Coin founder Rob Collins, a former GOP political operator, told the Washington Free Beacon, Coin will let conservatives voice their priorities through charitable donations that they pick. So when you go to a normal bank and, and some of those fees go to charitable causes, the bank picks what those charitable causes are. So if you don't like those charitable causes, you're SOL. Now you can go to Coin and you can actually tell the bank where you want those fees to go, which, which charity. And you can funnel them to conservative causes. And by the way, a lot of so-called conservative causes are just causes that Americans like, like Wounded Warrior and other veterans organizations and things like that. But they're considered conservative because, you know, liberals hate the military and police and fire department stuff. So it's that's how it is. Fortunately, that's how it is. Credit card companies and banks have ramped up donations to left-wing groups. In recent years, J.P. Morgan Chase and company donated more than $2 billion to Black Lives Matter. Hey, BLM has 19 grand in the bank. Bank at the end of March. 19 grand. Where did the billions of dollars go? I've been underselling it for two days. I said tens and hundreds of millions, but it's actually billions of dollars. So where'd that money go? It went right through Act Blue and went to the DNC. That's where it went. Because it certainly didn't go to BLM chapters all across the country. It didn't go to the families of the air quote victims that BLM was advocating for. It didn't go for any of those causes. We know that Patrice Cullors is giving money to her her uh, lady friend. We know that Patrice Cullors is buying real estate and expensive cars. We know that. We know that all of the money that Black Lives Matter has, has spent in 2022 has basically gone to side companies that are owned by members of the board 
of BLM. They had 19 grand in their bank account at the end of last month. Where did the billions of dollars in donations go? Serious question. If you're a BLM supporter, you got to ask that. Where have the billions of dollars gone? Because they haven't gone back to the black community. They haven't gone back to BLM activists. And they haven't gone to the families of the victims. So where's the money gone? All right. Coin will let conservatives voice their priorities through charitable donations that they get to pick. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company donated more than $2 billion to Black Lives Matter and criminal justice reform groups in response to the movement's protests, while Bank of America pledged to spend $1 billion on so-called racial equity programs. The country's top 10 largest credit card issuers, including Chase and Bank of America, gave more than $2.6 billion to Black Lives Matter initiatives after George Floyd's death in 2020, and tens of millions more to other liberal groups, according to the data accessed through the Foundation Directory Online. The corporations also donated more than $29 million to left-wing immigration groups, Unidos U.S., $2 million to the Clinton Foundation, and $1.2 million to pro-abortion groups. Goldman Sachs, meanwhile, has donated $3.5 million to Chinese universities and $5 million to the Obama Foundation. 70% of American adults have a credit card. Now, that's according to Schiff. There are more than 1 billion active credit cards in the country. 1 billion active credit cards in the country. Now, this is not your debit card. Active credit cards in the country, that's 330 million people, most of which are legal, um, and most of which are not adults. Interesting, right? So this new credit card company, Coin, C-O-I-G-N. I don't know what their interest rates look like. I don't know what their credit worthiness profile looks like. But at Coin, you'll get to tell them where you want the donations to go. So if nothing else, if their other terms are acceptable, you'll be able to be a part of an organization that will be funding causes that you believe in and you want to support. There are, I, I've got a couple um, places that that have membership fees. They're not credit card companies, but places that have membership fees and that that I'm a part of. And even though I appreciate the service that they provide, you know, they go to nonsensical stuff like carbon credits and things like that. It's a total ripoff. It's a total scam. Um, but I don't have an alternative. So the more alternatives that are made, the more options you're going to have, the more you're going to be able to put your money into real things that are not make. That's the whole point. So if you're interested in something like this, again, I'll put it in the daily show prep. You go to the burningtruth.us at the end of the show. Click on today's show prep. Please stop emailing me and messaging me where you can find links to stuff. Just go subscribe to the newsletter, subscribe to the RSS feed, and you'll get it every day. You don't have to worry about it. You literally will never have to worry about it. You won't have to talk to me ever again if you don't want to. But I will put this in the daily show prep for all of you just so you can go ahead and look at it, potentially sign up. The company launched today, C-O-I-G-N, Coin, if you're interested. In it. And of course, uh, if you do get a credit card, just a friendly reminder, just use it responsibly, please. Probably don't put your gas on it. High interest on, on those gas prices. Probably that. Much, much better to invest in, you know, food, clothing. Let's be honest, you're going to buy ammo with it. I know you're going to buy ammo with it. So just go buy ammo. Coin, C-O-I-G-N. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Something else you can do. Consider a Mother's Day gift. Investing in precious metals and gemstones is a great way to secure your future. Go to Impress Jewelers. Man, one of my listeners said they just logged back into Twitter and their their account has been reinstated. All of mine are still gone, um, with the exception of the fake news flash one, which I've only started using just like two days ago. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I, Elon Musk hasn't even taken control of this. I'm wondering if this is like an attempt, like we're going to reactivate all of these deleted accounts and then they're hoping it's going to backfire. And that's what I'm anyway, 574-2595-953. That is the glass doctor of Elkhart, St. Joseph County phone number. Somebody wanted to call and talk about the school board thing earlier. Susie, welcome to the program. Yes. Yes. I'm shocked. I didn't get to see the whole film video or whatever, but okay. 
what you said, I see he did nothing wrong. Where Who's violating his civil rights? Why isn't the group that worries about your civil rights, why aren't they calling in and saying, let's take this case? Uh, well, the ACLU because- only believes in fighting for civil rights if it helps the left. They don't care about your actual civil rights. Yeah, I, I tried calling them. I can't get their number anywhere. So surely there's a young lawyer out there that would like to take this case. I hope so. Maybe I, maybe yeah. Tucker Carlson. You know, so we I, listen to I have, here's the thing, I, I've only told my, my live streaming audience this. I have already sent this story to Tucker's people. I just talked with <laughs> Samantha. Good. I just talked with Samantha about 10 minutes ago, gave her the update. Uh, she's going to present it to the team. Now, again, the way that I presented it is, one, this is a human interest story, but these these superintendent advisory councils, they're being used all over the country. They're used by several school districts here to get around the records laws. So this is something that is a national problem. But you've got a parent who's only, air quote, crime is wanting to talk longer than three minutes because they had more to say and they weren't belligerent and they weren't mean about it. And like I said, you know, I can appreciate that somebody would look at it and go, he didn't sit down. He didn't leave. He was given the option to, and therefore he had to be taken into custody. I can see somebody's perspective on that. Most of the time what happens is they're escorted out and they're not allowed back at that meeting. But I've never seen a circumstance where some somebody who had just done what, what Andy did was then 86 from all pen property. That doesn't make labeled, any sense at all. They labeled him almost as a domestic terrorist. Basically, what... yeah. Their reasoning is, this, and, and by the way, there's a really good question that came on the live stream that I didn't talk about on the show can he attend the virtual school board meeting because you can actually remote in so you can do like a zoom call he cannot i I actually sent him that message it was a really good ask on somebody on my my audience but um i did send him a message go are you also prevented from participating like if you wanted to you know just remote in with a video and he said yeah i'm not allowed to do that so they're not allowing him at all to participate in any penn harris madison functions even though he has a student in the school district you know they sound like children who got caught with their hand in the cookie jar well, That's they did. And let's exactly be honest, PHM has been violating the civil rights of these kids this entire pandemic. And well, I've got two more grandkids going north this year, starting well, at Penn High School. And I've had six go through total with the system, and it has sure changed. It has changed. All my kids. Quite a bit. Yes. Quite a bit. Sorry yep. to hear this. I'm hoping somebody will take up the case. I, do, I am, too. I am, too. You know, he, sound, if, he sounds like he's being bullied. Well, and another thing, too, is, you know, he's got an allegation here that they might still be breaking the law with this new this new uh, referendum. And if they are, and I don't know that they are, but if they are, that needs to be exposed. And and so them banning him from going to the meetings seems to be an, you know, what it, from the outside looking in, it looks like they're trying to prevent him from presenting his case. That's what it looks yes. like. So, yes. Yep. Yes. They've got something to hide. Seems like it. All right. And he's a, he's a thorn in their side. So, okay. Thank you very much for your time. You bet. And I'll be watching Tucker Carl. Well, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see when they do it, but I appreciate it. All right. All take right. care. All right. Bye bye. That's it's if they do it. Okay. Samantha told me that she was going to present it to the team. She messaged me about 10 minutes. Um, I didn't want to let anybody know until I heard back. I'm, I'm still of the opinion that me calling Colbert a fart sniffer on Tucker Carlson's show has prevented me from being invited back on. But he had, he had, you know, Kid Rock on and Kid Rock said far worse than I said. So I'm assuming that I would be welcome back, Carlson. Samantha swears up and down that that's not it. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll have to see. I don't, I don't know for sure, but, um, but I did. And, and look, I mean, here's the thing. I know that I'm talking about it and a lot of you are hearing about it for the first time here, but I have to give credit where credit is due. Clifton French and Real News Michiana.com, they were there. They recorded the video. Uh, there is a YouTuber that many of you probably are not familiar with. His name is Ben Dallas. He is constantly, um, he's a part of these school board meetings. He's posting a lot of video content on YouTube. 
YouTube about these school board meetings. He's giving his commentary on it, and it's entertaining. I would encourage you to look him up. You know, those are, are two people that are a lot more involved in the school board stuff at PHM than I am. And a lot of the information that I get about it comes from them and other people within the district. So, I, you know, again, I'm able to amplify that and kind of regurgitate that back to you in a totally consensual Toronto Zoo sort of a way. But they're the ones that are doing the legwork. And, and I want you to give them the credit, too. So realnewsmichiana.com, Ben Dallas. Ben Dallas was actually, he was um, remoting in on the video portion of that school board meeting right after Andy, Andy Rutten was escorted out. And he even commented on it in the video, which you can watch at realnewsmachiana.com or theburningtruth.us. And I'll also put it in the Daily Show prep today if you want. So, again, it's entirely up to you, but um, I, I, again, I can amplify that message for them, but they're the ones doing the leg, and, and I appreciate them sharing that with me. Uh, he's got to be officially screwed. Yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him. Uh, Rod, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hello, Rod. Hey. Hi. Casey, I had a just a quick comment about the Penn situation. Yeah. Have you heard about Thacker's scholarship? Yeah, very familiar with Thacker's, yeah, his racist okay. scholarship. Yeah. White, yes, white doesn't sure. need to go to school. I just want to make sure. Yep, Thank I do. Thank you very much. You bet. Appreciate it. And for those of you who don't know, Thacker, the superintendent, has started a scholarship. White kids need not apply. That's, yeah, it's totally appropriate. Totally. So, um, you know, look, and here's the thing. Can I just can I just say this, too? For all of you white students at Penn, I want you to know your superintendent doesn't think that you deserve any financial assistance. You're not good because of the color of your skin. That's his position. It's, that's a, it's a racist and disgusting position for somebody to have. Uh, now, if you're a minority student in Penn and you can benefit from the new Thacker scholarship. One, that's that's great for you. Um, but you realize that he's saying that you need the extra help because not as good as white. It's commonly referred to as a racism of low expectations, but the racism of low expectations by any other name is just racist what it is. And I'm all in favor of having scholarships for various reasons. You just have to equally apply them. And unfortunately, we have an awful lot of people in this country who are only willing to give free money to certain groups of people who look a certain way or don't look a certain and that's wrong it's wrong now if your organization wants to to do that stuff that's fine but you have to allow another organization to do the exact opposite of what you're doing my assumption would be that that would not be acceptable based on the dozens of stories that i have covered over my career with that exact same scenario so just keep that in mind this is not somebody who cares about people in his school district uh, this is somebody who is using his money and influence to steer the board of penn harris madison we have talked about that and look, here's the thing. If you're getting money, if you're getting money from a prominent figure in your community, can you be trusted with being objective anytime you're dealing with an issue that might affect that person? That's the real question. And I realize a lot of you are going, wait, what's going on? Because you, maybe you haven't heard those segments or what have you. But if you're giving money to somebody, how is that person who might be on the board, how is that person ever going to hold you accountable if they're, if you're financially beholden to them? Just a question. More coming up. News Talk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. By the way, um, a, a ridiculous and sick number of people are sending me emails about the Toronto Zoo story. <laughs> a lot of you are really interested in this particular story. Uh, <laughs> I know that some of you are from Canada, eh? but I don't know how many. But there's uh, there's apparently a lot of people really interested in that. So if you missed that part of the show, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because it was humorous. I will give myself a slight bit of credit on, on doing that story. Um, now we got to shift to something sad because this is this is truly awful. Uh, you never you never want to have somebody you know kind of dealing with something like this. But um, Chris Wallace has no idea what he's going to do in the near future. <laughs> 
<laughs> Chris Wallace is so distraught over CNN Plus's 27-day failed experiment. For those of you who don't know, CNN Plus was the paid prescription plan of CNN, which included all of the same personalities that are on CNN, which nobody watches and has no ratings. And then they decided to get you to pay money for more of it, and nobody did. Um, once again, I am... Obviously, a popular guy in this area, but I'm still just a local radio host, and my audience is seven to eight times larger than CNN Plus's daily audience was. That's sad, okay? That is sad. Veteran news anchor Chris Wallace broke his silence about the abrupt collapse of the CNN Plus streaming service. If only... He had listened to this radio show when I said when they announced CNN Plus that this was going to be an unmitigated disaster. He revealed his future role at the left-leaning network is unclear. Once the platform is shuttered, Wallace's interview show, Who's Talking to Chris Wallace? That's the point. And while people would talk with Chris Wallace when he was at Fox News, he was the lowest rated show of the day part for years. Anyway, uh, Who's Talking to Chris Wallace is one of the several programs that will cease airing when CNN Plus officially shuts down this Saturday, roughly one month after the doomed service debuted to great internal fan- internal fanfare because nobody else cared, cared for it. Uh, when asked about his future during a live-streamed event hosted by the Common Ground Committee, who are these people? How do these people get interview guests? Anyway, this is on Sunday night. Wallace acknowledged he doesn't know what he is going to do. I am going to be fine. Well, of course you are. He says, I'm in good shape. Yeah, you're rich. We know that. We know that Fox paid you too much money. We know the CNN probably paid you too much money to bring you over. Frankly, what I'm most concerned about right now and very is my team and hundreds of other people. Yeah, you know what? Screw your team and hundreds of other people. They pushed. Here's the thing. I know that some people are going to say that that's harsh, but I addressed this the other day. One of the producers for CNN Plus hopped onto Twitter and she was pitching a fit that, hey, there's a lot of people here out of jobs. Now, normally I would be sympathetic to that, but I'll be honest with you. I wasn't because everybody saw this coming. CNN has no ratings for the free version. Now you've got a a paid version that you want people to pay for, which includes all of the same people that nobody will watch for free doing the same crap on the one that you have to pay for. Plus Chris Wallace, who's brand new, who nobody watched on Fox News. So why, why on earth would you ever fathom that that would be a success? So there's a part of me, call this the paternal part of me. There's a part of me that's like, hope you saved your ducats because that jobby job ain't going to be around. Everybody knew that this thing was going to fail. Now, could I have predicted 27 days Failure? No. I expected them to try and package it. We, we mentioned it before, and it looked like they were actually going to do this. I expected them to package it, give it away for free with Discovery Plus, and then they could say, we're in this many millions of households, even though only 10,000 watching them. That's what I expected them to do. There was an announcement that they were going to do that, but ultimately, Warner, Time Warner was like, even we don't want to do that. That's This is just a ridiculous waste of time and effort. If you're going to do something like this, as I've said before, so Fox Nation, you pay for Fox Nation. Fox Nation is not nearly as popular as Fox News, but po- Fox Fox News is popular. Fox Nation, not so much. What they use Fox Nation for is to develop the future talent of their primary network. They don't take a lot. They do some, but they don't take a lot of the content that they put on their free product and put it on their paid product. Tucker Carlson is on Fox Nation. What is Tucker Carlson doing on Fox Nation? completely different things than he is doing on Fox Network. So you get a major personality doing documentaries, doing long-form interviews, stuff that you can't get on the Fox cable channels. CNN Plus was taking Brian Stelter and he was doing his show twice, but he was just doing it on CNN Plus, and nobody was watching. And you brought Chris Wallace over, which was 
a horrendously stupid move. I don't know if it was a fart-sniffing ego moment for Chris Wallace or what it was. I have no idea. One, I don't know why CNN put him on CNN+. Plus. Maybe Chris Wallace doesn't want to work five or six days a week. I don't know. But there's no reason that Chris Wallace shouldn't have immediately been put into the primetime lineup at CNN. Because as much as you and I may not like Chris Wallace, Chris Wallace is a dramatic upgrade from every other person employed by CNN. That's a fact. He should have immediately filled the Chris Cuomo role. But... They didn't. They stuck him on the weekend. I'm assuming that's Chris Wallace trying to get paid a ton of money to not do much work. But I don't know. I don't know exactly what what happened there. It, it made zero sense. Anybody who worked for CNN Plus should have known it was a failed product and been planning their exit immediately. So I don't have sympathy for that. The other thing is, CNN, this is a network which has pushed for people to lose their jobs based on their opinion. They have doxxed people in the past who post memes on social media to get them fired. This is who they are. They also pushed COVID lockdown. They still pushed COVID lockdowns not that long ago, just a few weeks ago, which of course cost people their job. So forgive the masses when they do not care that you're unemployed now. If you if you want to target people's jobs, whether it's a political opinion sort of a situation or or just COVID lockdown stuff, which is in complete opposition to the science. Whatever. That is your position. But you've got to be prepared for everybody to turn right around and laugh at you when it happens to you. And that's exactly what's going on. And I'm sorry, what's happening to Chris Wallace is one of the funniest things to ever happen in news media. Because this is a guy who has had so much smoke blown up his backside by Fox and CNN and everybody else that he started to believe it. He believed that he could leave Fox News and go over to CNN and make something of himself on CNN when he couldn't make something of himself at Fox. I've pulled his rating. I did an early show on this. Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host. Go back. Just do a quick little search for Chris Wallace in my channel and you will see I broke down his ratings for years. This guy had no ratings at Fox News. Why it would be considered a, a big deal for him to go to CNN? I don't know. And then when we found out that it was CNN Plus, I laughed hysterically for quite a long time. Makes no sense. There's no reason for any of this to happen. But he's he's rich. He's got lots of money. So he's like, I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, we know you'll be fine. The point is that you made a really stupid decision and it's hysterical that it blew up in your face. Imagine being the guy that sits there and goes, I just couldn't work for a network who was constantly talking about conspiracy theories and then going to CNN, who's in tight Folks, they're called the Conspiracy News Network on this show for a reason. The fake news flash gave an award to CNN for being the most conspiratorial network and the network with the most fake news on it a couple of years ago. That's how bad they are. But he said that with a straight. So he wants to go ahead and run his family's legacy through the dirt, let him run his family's legacy, but he has no idea where he's going to go. Eh, neither does anybody else. Maybe he could start a social network or something. I hear that there's demand for one right now. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Before we get into Alec Baldwin and the latest on the Rust shooting, I got to tell you about X. Fog. X Fog is one of my favorite products. I use this in my shop all the time. Most of you know I'm making knives, I'm making holsters. When you're making holsters, you've, you're dealing with Kydex, and Kydex is a fiberglass. You can't get this stuff in your eyes, but it's also really sticky. It's a fine dust. It gets all over your, your gloves, your hands. Your, you can't rub your eyes because it'll get in your eyes, causes serious damage. So when my glasses fog up, I run a serious risk of eye injury if I mess with my goggles or my glasses and trying to clear that fog off. X-Fog prevents that problem. My vision is able, I mean, one, able to seat so I don't actually cut my hand off by working on the equipment, trying to work through fogged up glasses. But also, I don't have to worry about putting the, the, fi- the fiberglass and the Kydex all over my lenses, which can get in my eyes. X-Fog is super lightweight. You don't even know the things there. It's only a couple of ounces. It's extremely quiet. So I run X-Fog. I've got my 
earphones in. Uh, I've told you before, if you're on a SWAT team or you're in the military, the anti-fog systems that we used to use, really loud, they mess with comms. X-Fog doesn't. It's whisper quiet. When I was first showed the X-Fog, I was standing two feet away from the owner of the company, and he had X-Fog running for five minutes without me knowing. It's that quiet. So super lightweight, super quiet, extremely tough and resilient, and the best the best thing is it's without chemicals, it is going to work, and your your glasses are going to be fogged. Go to xfog.com. That's E-X-F-O-G.com. Xfog.com. Use promo code KC10 and save 10. Well, I think it's just promo code KC. Save 10%. Sorry, get all my promo stuff. You know what? We need a standard promo code just for like all of my endorsements because now I got like four or five of them. Xfog.com, promo code Casey. There you go. All right. Uh, Alec Baldwin. The Sheriff's Department has released a ton of video with Alec Baldwin. One I in particular I want to focus on, but there's going to be another one that I'll mention. I'm not going to go into all of the interviews with the armorer and everybody else. I, I don't really want to get into that, but here's what we do know. Uh, we know that members of this set and the crew lied, and we also know that Alec Baldwin lied. That's what we know. Uh, we don't know a lot else, but beyond that, we we also have the initial reactions of everybody, and a lot of people seem very upset that, you know, two people were just shot on the set, one of which was dying in the course of all of this. All of them seem very upset, not Alec Baldwin. I'm not saying that he did it on purpose. I'm not making that that uh, conclusion at all, okay? But I've told you before, I think he's a sociopath. This is a guy who gave an interview. This is somebody who gave an interview where he was asked if he felt any guilt for taking this woman's life, and he said no. And I don't know anybody who accidentally took somebody's life who would ever feel that way, even if it wasn't their fault, which Alec Baldwin's position is, I thought that I was handing uh, handling an unarmed weapon. That's what I thought. Now, there's some problems with this anyway. One, basic firearm safety protocols are always in place. The script supervisor has said that what Alec Baldwin was doing when he was practicing this cross draw was not supposed to be happening at that time of day. Nobody was aware that it was happening. It was not called for at all. The way that he did it was in an unsafe manner and that he pointed the weapon at human beings, which of course you are not supposed to do even on set of a movie film. Not supposed to point the firearm at a human being. Again, anybody who owns a firearm who has any training whatsoever knows that every single firearm is loaded even if they're not. Every gun is loaded, period. Do not point it at another human being. It doesn't matter how many times you cleared it. doesn't matter if somebody tells you it's cleared. doesn't matter if you're running dummy ammunition. doesn't matter if you're running blanks. Every single firearm is loaded. You point it at a human being with the intent to shoot that person only. Otherwise, you've got to use camera tricks, or you have to set up a stationary camera without somebody standing behind it if you want to get that dead-on shot. You don't point a firearm at another human being. The script supervisor is now suing Alec Baldwin over this. The armorer is suing Alec Baldwin over this. And there's multiple other lawsuits that are at play here. In one of the videos where Alec Baldwin is not at all distraught or distressed that he just shot two other people around him were clearly upset checking on the status of the the two people who were shot he wasn't he asked for a cigarette that's it in there in that video one of the crew members says i watched them clear the gun i witnessed it it was cleared handed him a cleared gun know that that didn't happen because the gun was loaded with a bullet that killed somebody and shot another person so we know that that didn't happen that was a lie we've also got the very moment that police officers approached Alec Baldwin for the very first time. Once again, not distraught, not showing any emotion whatsoever, which goes into my theory that he is an actual sociopath, which a lot of you have assumed anyway, given some of his antics in the past, particularly with his family. The other one that I really wanted to focus on was the actual B-roll that they were filming when this happened. Multiple times, Alec Baldwin has said he did not squeeze that trigger. I think there are some times where he said he didn't have his finger on the trigger. You can see in the video, 
every time he cross-drawed, every time he was practicing, he had his finger on the trigger every single time. Proper safety. Okay? Now, in one of those draws, some of I've, I've talked to some people haven't seen all of them yet, okay? In one of those draws, remember Alec Baldwin said, they pulled back the hammer halfway, hammer went forward, bullet came out. We've already gone over that type of firearm. Bullets can't fire that way with that type of firearm. There's this bizarre sheriff's department expert who said, oh yeah, you can totally do that with this gun. Um, okay, every other firearms expert who knows that particular firearm says that that cannot happen. And they've all demonstrated it on YouTube and Rumble and every other platform. People who know this firearm have said repeatedly, this gun doesn't fire that way. The trigger must be squeezed. Alec Baldwin has said that he didn't squeeze that trigger, but he half-cocked the hammer and it went forward and that's what fired the gun. Except that gun doesn't fire that way. So, somebody's lying, right? Well, you got video. I think it's the third If you look at the L.A. Times version of the video, and a lot of people have now spliced it and just put it on that one specific time, he cocks the hammer back halfway in only one of these cross draws. In the other ones, he doesn't. Cocks the hammer back halfway, got his finger on the trigger, and the whole movement plays out. Anybody who has ever played with a six-shooter kept their finger on the trigger as a kid. Not not a real one. Toy. And they're pulling it back, and they're doing that. Here's what I think happened. I think he had his finger on the trigger. He was squeezing too hard. He pulled the hammer back halfway. It cocked the gun, and that gun fired. And because he was not adhering to basic safety rules, this is based on the video that's been released by the Sheriff's Department. I'm just giving you my opinion. It's not a fact. Giving my opinion on what happened. He was not adhering to those basic safety procedures. He wasn't supposed to have that gun. The proper people did not clear that gun. The armor was not around. People blamed that they cleared the gun and they witnessed people clearing the gun. That clearly did not happen. Alec Baldwin said he didn't squeeze the trigger. Doesn't appear to be the case. I think he was squeezing that trigger a little bit too hard. Pulled that hammer back halfway. It engaged and it fired. That's what it appears happened in the video. So Alec Baldwin lied. Members of the crew lied. And ultimately, a child doesn't have his mom and a husband doesn't have his wife. And somebody else has got a permanent injury they have to deal with with the rest of the All because of an egomaniac who refused to go by procedure on a film set in which numerous people had already complained about safety procedures on set and they'd already had a misfire earlier in shooting. This, I don't know if he's going to go to jail over something like this, folks. I really don't. My guess is it's Hollywood, and he's Alec Baldwin, and it won't happen. But it is crystal clear that he has lied in interviews. It is crystal clear that he has misrepresented how he was handling that gun. And it is crystal clear that crew were on the set of Rust lied about that gun being cleared and multiple people witnessing that gun being cleared because we've got a dead person and another person who was wounded. So the videos are out there. There's nothing graphic or anything in the video. You don't actually watch anybody die or any that. So I'm just letting you know, if you want to watch the videos, you can safely do so to assess what happened. Uh, but if you're watching the full LA Times version of the cross draw video, I think it's the third draw. Uh, it's about, I want to say it's, um, it's about one minute and seven seconds into the video. And you can see him actually play with the hammer while his finger is on the trigger. Oh, look, Howard Stern has decided to attack Johnny Depp for overacting during his defamation trial against Amber Heard. Well, I would like to lodge a complaint against Amber Heard for underacting her entire career. So there's that. By the way, um, I, I would, it would be interesting if, first of all, are they ever going to make another Aquaman? Because Amber Heard's an Aquaman. Are they going to make another one? Think? I mean, it was a hot pile of garbage. I don't know if they're going to make another one. Um, but I'm wondering if Amber Heard's career might be over. Just saying. This has not been a good trial for her. And she may very well have the worst lawyer in the history of lawyers. One of them. Not all of them. She's got a whole team of lawyers. But one of them is like the dumbest human being ever. And Johnny Depp has just been owning this guy the entire trial. This dude, if you haven't seen this clip, okay, go go hop online and do a search for Amber Heard's lawyer. Um, object to himself. Absolutely hysterical. Super funny video. He asks the question and then he objects to the question that he asked because it's hearsay and you hear the judge go, but you asked the question. <laughs>
And this <laughs> this guy, uh, <laughs> man, it has not been a good trial for Amber Heard. That is for sure. Okay, I'm not saying that Johnny Depp is, you know, 100% innocent in all this, but let's be honest, Amber Heard's the bad guy, okay? On the hot, crazy matrix, she's in the very top right corner. That's that's where Amber Heard is, very top right corner of the hot, crazy matrix. That's a void at all costs, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, um... Real quick, though, I got I to gotta tell you about maybe, maybe, maybe Amber Heard needs some CBD. It's possible. This could calm her down. Maybe she wouldn't, you know, abuse people and um, go to the bathroom in her own bed that she shares with her husband if she just went to allnaturalcbd.org and picked up some of this full-spectrum CBD lotion. I think it could really help calm her down. I truly do. I'm just trying to help people, okay? You go to allnaturalcbd.org, you pick up the full-spectrum lotion. You can even get it, Amber, in a very pleasant natural lavender scent. And this is real lavender, not that fake, like, cheap soap lavender but real lavender. So it smells nice and it's pleasant. It's a high-quality lotion, which will soothe and moisturize your skin. So when you're swimming in, in the salt water of the ocean while you're filming the next Aquaman, you will still be sufficiently moisturized. But the best part is, is that it's going to deliver pain relief. I think that Pam, Amber, I think that Amber is in pain. And that's why she's lashing out at Johnny Depp and her assistant and his assistant and his sister and everybody she's ever co-starred in a movie with and, and generally speaking, all of her relatives and friends who don't seem to really like her all that much. And I think that that could be a symptom of her being in chronic pain. So the full spectrum CBD lotion that you get at allnaturalcbd.org could really help with that. Amber, you're going to rub it on where the pain is, which I'm assuming is your backside, okay? Because you got some butt hurt going on. You go ahead and rub it on, and within a few minutes, you're going to have pain relief. Allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10. Save 10%. See? I'm just helping people. Sometimes rich people need help too, folks. Just trying my best. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, all right, here's everything that Elon Musk says he wants to change about Twitter. You ready? So he's released some of this, and there's some good stuff. There's some stuff that's controversial. All right, we'll put it out there. Of course, he has acquired Twitter, for those of you who are living under a rock. He wants an edit button. Uh, I cannot support this strongly enough. I hate it when I can't edit something. Because here's the thing. You get caught up in just the stupidness of grammar Nazis and everything else because of autocorrect. For crying out loud, just let somebody edit something. Uh, so he wants an edit button. He's mentioned that many times before. Uh, what else does he have here? He wants long-form tweets. He's also suggested allowing long-form tweets on the platform. Uh, now, they're at 280 characters now, which is twice the the limit that they used to have before, and then we all realized that we we bloviate too much, and 140 characters was not enough for us, so they went to 280. He wants you to actually just be able to write a novel if you want a, a novel. We talked about this before. He wants the algorithm that Twitter uses to be open source, which means you and everybody else will be freely available to look at the algorithm, how it promotes people, how it, um, how it demotes people, the shadow banning, all of that. He wants that to be open source for everybody to see. And of course, when it's open source, you can actually take something and you can use it in your own platforms also. So it's, you know, open source is not proprietary. When you make it open source, it is freely available for anybody to, to see and to use which I can appreciate being somebody who's in the 3D printing community. The overwhelming majority of 3D printing is open source. Uh, he also wants content moderation. He has outlined his free speech first vision for Twitter. He said uh, in a TED Talk 2022, well, TED 2022 conference, excuse me, that he thinks that Twitter should not regulate content beyond what is required by the laws of the countries that it operates in. In other words, if you promote illegal content, it can be censored. Otherwise... Guess what? You can say what you want. This is basically what they do on Gab, okay? A lot of people don't like that, and that's 
That's fine. For people who don't like that, you will always have an alternative in other platforms, okay? Whether that's True Social, Getter, what have you, uh, you'll always have those other options. Uh, he said that a lot of people are going to be super unhappy with West Coast high tech as the de facto arbiter of free speech, he tweeted in January 2021. All right. Fair enough. Um, so, again, those are the things we know specifically that he wants to change. There is this talk about having you own your content on Twitter, which you would have to pay for. Now, that could mean that there would be paid tiers for Twitter. So there might be free tiers still, but with a paid tier, basically you would be a member, pay a monthly fee, probably an annual fee if would be an option, and everything you post is your unique product and can't be used by the company or marketing, can't be sold, that sort of thing. It's yours. Okay. Now, locals.com does this. So if you're on Locals, um, I am. I, you know, feel free to follow me over there if you want. I'm not super active over there, but I, it's a place for me to have premium content uh, in the future without having to worry about Patreon. But they do that. So when you post to Locals, the free stuff that you post is your content. Paid stuff that you post is your content. It doesn't belong to Locals. It belongs to you. Okay? It doesn't belong to anybody else. So Twitter uh, could be looking to kind of mimic that sort of a, of a platform, which would be very interesting. Um, but again, you know, you, you never you never know how this is all ultimately going to shake out. Uh, Elon Musk will die one day. Skynet will take over and we'll all be dead. It's just how it is. I forgot to mention the other aspect that Elon Musk was taking over our society uh, yesterday when we were talking about. Hyperloop is getting ready to enter its big extended testing next. So not only do you have the electric vehicle thing, not only do you have the space travel thing, not only do you have social media, you've got um, you got the... the uh, Sorry, I keep calling it Skynet, but it's not Skynet. The internet that he has all around the uh, the planet. So he's going to control all of that. Of course, he signed a deal with Hawaiian Airlines to provide the first free uh, broadband internet on an airplane service. But now he's got Hyperloop, which is mass transport. So at some point in time, do I think that Elon Musk is evil? Probably not. But somebody down the line is going to take over all of this. And that's where things can get out of hand fairly quick. So do I appreciate what Elon Musk is doing for for our society? Sure. Am I cognizant of the fact that this is one person who is going to be controlling an awful lot of our infrastructure? Yeah, uh, it's it's scary, to, to say the least. Not necessarily because of him, although... Everybody has the ability to turn bad, but because of who might take over all of these endeavors in the future when Elon Musk is no longer with us. That's the big concern. What did he name his kid? Some weird name, right? I don't trust people with weird names. So if his kid takes over, there's a good chance we're all going to die. MNC News Time is 5.31. It's time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. Enjoy your time on Earth while you can. Build memories that will last for a lifetime with ImpressJewelers.com. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to Thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. So for everybody who is super upset that Elon Musk is uh, now owning Twitter and you want to flee the country and go to Canada, go to rbcarcompany.com, pick your new vehicle. You have to have you have to have very specific emissions when you cross the border into Canada, eh? So you got to make sure that you turn in your gas guzzler and get a good, like, a hybrid or something like that over at R&B Car Company. Uh, cue my audio, please. I'm going to play you something. I'm warning you right now. This is not a comedy sketch. This is not SNL. This is actually on MSNBC. This is a real thing that they broadcast, okay? <laughs> this is not quite as bad as the Toronto Zoo story, but it's bad enough. This is a real thing that aired on MSNBC this week. Own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, first of all, it's called shadow banning. When you just turn down people's stuff, it's called shadow banning. Twitter's been doing it to conservatives for well over a decade. And uh, let's talk about political candidates, shall we? Political candidates who have been silenced by Elon, not Elon Musk, just Twitter before Elon Musk owned them. Uh, obviously, there's President Trump. There's that. Let's talk about Tulsi Gabbard. But Tulsi Gabbard getting silenced. What about the numerous Republican candidates who, in the middle of an election during campaign season, had their accounts suspended? What about the candidates who had their advertisements denied? And you've heard me talk about this all the time. Look, the FCC, here's the thing. We're a radio station. Okay, we got an FCC license. If a Republican candidate runs an ad on this station, we got to take that ad. As long as that ad has the legal ID on there, we can't change it. We can't change it. We can't alter it. We got to play it, whether we want to or not. If a Democrat approaches and says the same thing, because I know some of you get really butthurt when you hear a Democrat ad, guess what? We got to play it. We are required by law to play it, and we can't change it. We can't alter it. The only thing that we can do is add the legal ID onto the back end of that thing so that they're compliant with federal law. That's all we can do. We can't do anything else. Social media doesn't have this restriction. Social media can change these campaign ads. They can deny campaign ads. I don't think they should be able to. I think they should have to play by the same rules that we have to play by. They get benefits from the federal government because they get to claim that their platform slash publisher whenever they want to. They go back and forth between those two things. And again, they're not both. And the reason the platform publisher thing, just a friendly reminder, just to remind everybody who may not be familiar with it. They claim their platforms. Now, platform means you're just a place where other people post content and you're not liable for the content that other people post. However, the moment you start censoring content, the moment you start taking content down, the moment you start boosting and throttling content based on your own personal corporate policy, you become a publisher. Guess what publishers are? Liable for the content posted by the user. Now, Twitter and Facebook, they go back and forth in their court cases where they claim they're a platform and they're not legally responsible for content and they're a publisher and therefore they have a right to censor. That's got to stop. That's where we're talking about the law being changed. Which one are you? If you're going to be a publisher, which I'm fine with, that's great. When somebody posts something on your platform that is slanderous, you get sued, not the individual poster. If you want to be a platform, I'm also fine with that. But guess what? You've got to allow content that is legal but objectionable to be posted on your platform. They keep going back and forth in this, you know, it's almost like they're gender fluid when it comes to this sort of thing. You can't do that when it comes to the, the legal code, yet we have allowed it to happen. Okay, That's one of the main issues here. This guy on MSNBC is so tone deaf, lacks self-awareness. He's like, Elon Musk can just promote certain political parties over other political parties. Twitter promotes Democrats 97% of the time. It's a true story. That's that's an actual study statistic that they benefit. My, I was wrong. I gave you fake news. It is not 97% of the time. It is 98.7% of the time. Sorry. I undersold it. So sorry I undersold the bias there. Yeah, there's an actual research study maintains, okay, Twitter maintains a balance of 98.7% for Democrats. That is their balance. Okay. If you take a look at more research on there, <clears throat> where is the... Uh, I thought I had... There you go. Um, big tech, which includes Twitter, but is not exclusive. Big tech censored critics of Joe Biden over 600 times more than the opposite. In a two-year span, big tech has censored Joe Biden critics 646 times, which is a lowball number, let's be honest, because... At least 600 of those times are me. The other 46, I assume, are more popular people. So this this idea that MSNBC can run a segment here completely tone deaf. I'm like, Elon Musk can do all of this. Or he could just, you know, like turn other people's stuff down. And we wouldn't even know about it until after the election. Oh, you mean like banning an entire newspaper who ran an exclusive story about a certain laptop, which surveys have shown would have swayed the results of the election? I mean like that? But Elon Musk wasn't owning Twitter when Twitter did that. See, when they banned the New York Post, that was before 
before Elon Musk owned them. Part of the reason that Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter is to prevent Twitter from doing that. And he's also talking about everything being done in secret. What do you think the point is of having the algorithm being open source, you dingus? These people are so stupid. But here's the thing. The average viewer of MSNBC has half the intelligence of the people who say things on MSNBC, and that's not saying a lot. So there's going to be a bunch of NPC-coded drones out there going, oh, yeah, oh, 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 yeah. No, this is not how this works, but they don't know any better because they they just do what the code tells them to do, folks. They're not real human beings. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Got to tell you about Nutrition HQ. Here's the deal. Ladies don't want to admit it, but they can smell higher testosterone levels. So guys, go to Nutrition HQ. This is a scientific fact. Don't laugh. This is a scientific fact. It has been proven in studies to pheromone level. If your testosterone levels are higher, women are more drawn, okay? I'm not saying the woman that you want to be drawn to you is going to be drawn to you. I'm just letting you know that women will be more drawn to you. This is a biological fact. To get higher ratios of free testosterone, go to Nutrition HQ. You get the Alpha Pack. Guys, if you're over the age of 35, this is something you desperately want to consider. When you get older, your testosterone levels start to drop. You start to have these weird urges, like sipping lattes and drinking tea instead of coffee. These are all things that are problematic. If you find an urge to have a salad without meat on it, you need to go to Nutrition HQ and pick up the Alpha Pack and start popping these pills to boost your testosterone level. Got to do it. Just trust me on that. You don't want to do it down the salad route. It's not a good thing. Go to Nutrition HQ online, nhqsb.com. Use promo code KC20. You'll save percent. Go into Nutrition HQ at 5804 Grape Road in Mishawaka. Use the same promo code and you get a 10% discount in the store. Okay? Go to Nutrition HQ. KC20 is the promo code. Pick up your alpha pack. All right. What else do we Um. Oh, you know what? I forgot to do, and I'm sorry. You know what? I, I owe you all an apology. I forgot to do the Supreme Court case. Yeah, the praying coach. I will do that tomorrow. So my apologies on that. Also, there's a new study out there. Whiteboards, and I joked about this like like 10 years ago on the show, whiteboards are racist. Look, I know that I'm right like all the time and I predict things really early, but even that was an early prediction. I didn't expect that. Uh, They collaborate with white organizational culture. That's right. Being organized is white supremacy. Speaking of, here's Bill O'Reilly. We'll see you all tomorrow.